Hi and welcome everyone to CRM Rocks. This is the continue of the Microsoft Dynamics marketing sessions and I still have with me Christian Abel. Christian is a senior program manager at Microsoft in Denmark. Welcome Christian. Yeah, thank you Marcus. It's great to be here again. So we have talked a little bit about the overview, but can you give me a short resume of what we talked about on the last episodes? Absolutely, absolutely. So we're talking about Microsoft Dynamics Marketing, the new marketing uh, automation, integrated marketing management system that Microsoft offers. Right? And um, we have been talking about an overview that basically goes starts from the ingestion how do uh, contacts get into the system um, to the lead nurturing? How do we, um, what is a lead at all? How do we address lead with campaigns, with all multi-channel campaigns, with email marketing, with our campaign automation that you can graphically design and, and see all the, the, yeah, the responses and results and can react. And now, um, this time we go to, into dive into, uh, lead scoring, also the lead creation, uh, the lead management area, um, at all. Um, that also uh, leads then to the distribution into the, the CRM system to the sales um, force uh, later on um, and monitoring and reporting is then the end. But this uh, topic, this time I've prepared to talk about lead management. Okay, and, and we talked a little bit about here before we started that we perhaps would like to to add a picture to, to the show notes and uh, really, really recommend to go people into that and, and look at that while we talk about this. Absolutely, we're going to do that. Okay, right. so this uh, if you're just listening to this, uh, try to follow along. We will not use the picture too much, but let's yeah. see where we're going. Exactly. All right. Yeah. So, uh, lead management, it's quite a broad topic here, right? Yeah. Lead management, you know, you have, first of all, if we introduce the concept of lead once more, the lead is the expressed interest of a prospect in a, in a, in a product or service, right? So this, um, and, and here we need to dive into the definition a little bit more to understand the, the lead management, how leads are created. So, a lead is the expressed interest in something. So that means the interest comes from someone and is recorded for something, right? And th these are the essential elements so of this lead. And, and then the lead is also um, expressing a um, intensity, you could say, or value or a score, how we call it. And that is about lead scoring. And, th and that, that summarizes the area. Um, does this have anything to do with if it's a push or a pull? I mean, if you're pushing out email or somebody's coming to you, has this anything to do with? No, uh, not really. You're talking now about channels, right? Different channels, okay, in communication channels um, and marketing channels work differently. But at some point, we record the interest of someone or a company where multi people, uh, multiple uh, individuals have expressed their interest in a product or service. And that can, can come in as a, a request from the customer or we can send information and by observing his responses, his reaction, can deduct an interest. And that is then when we create a lead. 
right? So let's say let's say we have a contact. We have sent him an email marketing message, um, and um, the contact in the email marketing message, right? We had we had a landing page where we offered him subscribe to new information, subscribe to our uh, great offer that we have only this week. So when the individual goes to that landing page, which is basically a page of multiple fields where he can enter some information about him, um, then we capture that, and that is one expression of interest in a product or service. So that interaction with a landing page uh, will then be taken and um, converted into a lead. Now, it could be that that person had in the same marketing context already expressed interest. Then we don't want to create another lead for this, but we want to account that second expression of his interest to the existing lead. So it's very important to understand the, all the different interactions that a, um individual had in the context of our marketing activity um, to understand the, all this group and treat them together, score them together. So that is one uh, one uh, uh, mode that we have here in lead management uh, and in the lead creation that we try to combine um, interactions from the individual in one lead. Um, and that uh, spans up the marketing context under which we see the lead. And that marketing context is all dependent on the complexity of your marketing um, activities out there. You might split down your marketing activities when you go out with your product information to the market into many programs or many campaigns. Um, or you might say, I only have one product to sell. Um, I only, I, I'm not interested in all this fine granularity. And in dynamics marketing, you can easily decide how granular the lead creation shall be. So we are also in, in, in lead management, and when it's about lead scoring, you often talk about B2B uh, lead scenarios, right? And in those scenarios, there we have a very um, special requirement. You might have multiple individuals working for the same company. For example, you have an engineering team in, an, in, a, in a company who works on a, on a um, big engineering project, and they frankly need a tool from you that you offer a tool or service or perhaps you had other construction proje uh, projects where you had machinery or, or construction samples already available and they all look at your website and they might want to buy your service so you want to understand that multiple engineers from that company came to your site and and you're also not selling to the engineers in this situation you sell to this other company so that is b2b so what we have what we do then in this situation um we allow you to define a um, lead creation granularity that aggregates all these interactions of the different people who work for the same company um, under the same lead, right, for a, a special marketing context. And by that, you know there are multiple individuals that are interested uh, instead of creating multiple like leads for the same company. So that is one uh, uh, interesting aspect in the B2B uh, lead marketing area. Trying to go to, to scoring here then, does it mean that th there's an event and every event is coupled to a, a, a value of some kind and those values are added up? Is is that a summarizing for <laughs> that is a very, very much a, a simplification, but we can start with that, with that, right? So yeah, sure. Let's start there. Yeah, exactly. It's good. So we have the leads. We have multiple leads. We have multiple contacts. We have multiple interactions. All these things. So what would you, we want with the scoring? Actually, with the scoring, we want to assign a 
numerical value to a lead. The ultimate goal is to decide, is that lead so um, hot, you could say, that we want to send um, the sales rep after him or, or engage in, in and engage in more investments to close a deal? Or is this more uh, an informational um, research um, where we don't want to invest much in yet? Um, we want to nurture him further, but not go to the, to the last step and, and, and uh, spend time in the, in the um, sales department here for uh, those leads. So to understand what that score is, how that score is built, we define a number of rules or we offer a rule design engine, a rule engine that you as a marketeer can use. And that rule engine takes a number of, of, of has a number of possibilities. Um, this can be uh, simply the demographic uh, information that you have about uh, the company or the contact, for example, uh, the size of the company or the budget that they have. You can use uh, some of those information, the name or of the company if you, if you even want, if you want to look at specific uh, co- and give a value for that. This is one part. But then you also can look at um, behavioral elements and you can look at um, um, uh, marketing uh, Elements, for example, behavioral elements. You want to you want to uh, judge or score based on the websites that he has visited in your own uh, website, your own media. For example, you have a website where you um, showcase your your products. You have uh, in that website pages that give an overview. You have in your website pages that really deep uh, dive deep into the technology, into the technical specs. And what you can do here is you can define such websites and dynamics marketing or basically the, 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 the categorization for those saying for those high-level overview uh, websites, you want to give them a certain score, let's say give them a, a score of five, but when you detect that, that you dive deeper, the, the, the um, contact um, went to the detailed page, you want to give them a higher score because he really looked at the detailed information and that expresses a higher interest and that you want to reflect in the score, right? Other um, elements that we can look at are um, email behavior. So has he opened the email? How many clicks did he have in that email? Uh, was was there a bounce, a hard bounce, a soft bounce in that email? Had, did he perhaps forward the email to somebody else, to a colleague? Did he unsubscribe as part of reading this email from a marketing com- uh, communication that would be a negative impact on, on the score, certainly, right? So you can have all of these things. And there we have even a little bit more here. You can score by the absolute number of submissions on, on landing pages, on visits. But you also can say for an event of an email being opened or a website being visited, you give him for each event a certain score. And then you can say... Um, if such an event had happened in the past, so in uh, you can start evaluating this specific event score um, based on the recency. Um, by that, you can define that a website visit that is perhaps a few weeks ago will not be scored as high as a website visit um, that is from yesterday, for example. And all of these scoring rules together give you uh, the possibility to build a scoring model that you can apply um, to your lead. 
um, or to the marketing context in which the leads are scored. So you said here that uh, you had the statistics, like uh, if it's a big company or not a big company. Where do you get information like this? Is it from each country, or do you have a, a aggregated uh, database? Or yeah, basically, uh, when we uh, when you have when a lead is created, or when uh, when you have a um, your marketing database. Um, that contains contacts and companies. As soon as someone goes to a landing page and enters um, information about him, um, then we try to connect this um, information he enters to existing uh, contact to an ex existing company you have in the database or a new one is created. And um, that um, information about the contact and the, and the company is common between your CRM system and your uh, Dynamics marketing system. Um, and that can also be cleansed with the external system we have inside view integrated into dynamic uh, into crm for example and external systems like that uh, uh, you will be uh, able to use much better also in the future to get um, high quality data about marketing information into dynamics marketing yeah i know social insights is part of the online offerings right now so it's in there you can just to use that as a part of this to get more information about who are that person who's willing to enter information for us. Before we go further, I would like to uh, point out one more thing in the lead scoring. I, I talked about the lead scoring about the number, but really, is it a number? I don't. Th I think it's much more than just a number. Um, we in in the end for the scoring. We use that number, but you have the ability to look into the scoring timeline. And the scoring timeline you can visualize as a step line, as a step line charge that goes up and down over time, where you see for a specific lead how his interaction influenced the score over time. So in the beginning, you have a um, smaller score that is perhaps due to his demographic um, characteristics, and then he starts interacting. He registers on a landing page. The score jumps up. Then he goes to a website at the same time. The score goes up a little bit more, and then um, perhaps there's the email coming that was campaign automation was triggered through the landing page registration. An email was he receives an email. He looked at that email, and, and the score goes up. But then nothing happens for a while. He doesn't interact. And some of those event-based rules you had set up will lead to the fact that the score devaluates over time. It goes down and down. But at some point after a week, he comes back to your website and um, uh, requests more information, um, perhaps downloads a white paper or something, and the score goes up again. And uh, by that, you can really see how the score was created or was built over time. So by that, you can compare two leads and can say, okay, he just has a high score because he has a high budget and the individual has a big influence of the purchase process, but no, no interactions at all. And another one was very active. Perhaps multiple individuals of the company were interactive and together kind of built up that score. So this timeline visualization or this, this um, scoring timeline visualization we have uh, in the UI in the context of the lead. And that's really good because 
that's usually how it does start. One person is has a little bit of interest. They look it up. They go to a meeting. To, they have this problem. They say, oh, well, I looked at this. And some other person looks at it too. And, well, we will see. In a couple of months, we will evaluate this. And, and then they come back to you. And you build up this reputation over a certain time. And you have this... Exactly time aspect of it all absolutely that gives you a good view we have a little a few more things we have grades sales grades uh, where in the scoring model you can define grades like earning project now it's in the nurturing stage you call this and then uh, you start having a grade where you where you want to make sure we have sales follow-up and and at some point it's a very hot um, uh, lead that we have here and these grades uh, you can assign to the the different ranges of the score you have and there's one special thing there for some grade you can decide from this grade on this lead is sales ready and when that is the case the sales ready flag um, is set on the lead and um, with our integration into dynamic CRM, then the lead will flow over to the CRM system. And we talk about the, the, um, uh, the, the connection and the integration with CRM uh, in a later podcast. Um, there's one more thing to have. We have uh, a little more thing. We have our landing pages. We talked about that. A landing page is a collection of fields that you can integrate into your websites, your company websites. And we have um, a, me a mechanic, a simple uh, capture of control available for all those landing pages that helps you to reduce entries from from some bots um, that might just fill your database with, with garbage. Um, okay, trying to go into these landing sites then. Is there a way to integrate them with what I already have on my homepage uh, to make them look like that have the same domain as that or absolutely absolutely so what you typically do is you um you create uh an, an iframe basically and have the landing page being delivered by dynamics marketing web services so um, you host this iframe in your website and you have a rich uh, capability of utilizing or e equipping that landing page with, with CSS style. So it really blends nicely into your um, website. So you don't really see the difference. Um, and that landing page is then um, responded by the Dynamics Marketing Web Service. Okay, so it's uh, you design it into Dynamics Marketing and enter what kind of form that you would like to have as the landing page or just like you want to have the landing page as an information site and then click next to go to the form and fill into information that that's part of the landing page in this part yeah there's a land the landing page definition in dynamics marketing allows you to select um, a number of fields and there's one really good thing here you can use user-defined fields you can add additional fields that are not part of the normal landing page or lead information and um, that can be your own information that you have and those these fields appear on the landing page. They appear in the context of the lead data that you have. They appear suddenly also when you do that in the scoring model. So you can add your own information, uh, your own fields, capture them on the landing page, base the scoring on those custom fields as well. Um, you can even have the same fields, the same additional field added at custom fields in CRM um, and then connect them through 
the CRM integration to these um, fields that we have in Dynamics Marketing, to these user-defined fields. By that, you have a way to, to customize your whole lead creation process pretty much, and they appear in the landing page. So after you have selected all these fields in the landing page, um, you can actually look at how the, this landing page would render, and then you get um, an iframe, uh, Earl basically, an Earl that you embed in an iframe in your website. Now you can even go one step further. You can define the landing page differently for each language. So you can create a multi multi language language um multi lane language landing pages. That's it's a hard word. It's a hard word really. Yeah so um of course the titles like 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 salutation or anrede or first name, forename you, you you have all these terms of course but you can go one step further. Even Dynamics Marketing allows you to use different a different set, a different combination of fields for each language. So you can take into account differences in address or differences in information you capture by language or your targets um a local um, uh, market, right? And then uh, you basically get this this landing page, um, Earl, and there's an uh, there's uh, attributes available that help you to specify the language that should be actually picked. But the same landing page for all these different languages that you have defined will generate uh, the leads in the same marketing context. So this is pretty flexible. And everything that they enter and do on that landing page is is always connected to to the lead that came from this event coming to the landing page. Exactly. And let's go through this this process. So you are a let's say um, you're a um, you you are a, a prospect. You are someone browsing the internet. You you hit such a landing page in your web browser, and you enter your information. You enter your email, and you enter your your first name, last name, and perhaps you enter the company you're working for. Now, um, that the next step is that a contact will be identified if you had registered yourself before in the system uh, and the company will be identified. If that cannot be found, the information you have entered, a new one is created. Now, um, then there is, there's more information, right, that you have in custom fields that you capture there. So each submission of such a landing page will be captured as an interaction, as a landing page interaction and associated to a lead. So you can have multiple interactions of um, yourself on on different landing pages for different purposes, or uh, if the lead's um, granularity, the lead management is set up like that, you could have colleagues that have registered themselves uh, themselves as well um, associated as interactions to the same lead for your parent company for this marketing context. Um, it's much easier than it sounds when I explain that here, if I show a picture for that. But uh, uh, the, the, uh, the capabilities you have here are really amazing. Yeah, and it sounds like email is is a one field that you would like to add because that's that's sort of well, you come from this domain, you uh, it's globally unique. So if you enter it twice, you will automatically find the one that you had before and stuff like that. Absolutely, email is of course a, a certainly a, a key element to identifying someone, right? Sure. Um, so I think that pretty much covered lead scoring. Is there anything else on lead management that we've missed out on? I think we have had a nice walk through through uh, most of the topics that are that are relevant in this context. Okay, so thank you, Christian. Thank you. Thank you. It was great to be here.
Yeah, and thank you for listening. And don't forget that you can comment on serumrocks.com. See you next time on Serum Rocks. So next one is uh, integration and connection to dynamic CRM. Christian? Sorry? Yeah. Sorry I muted myself, so just oh. a second. That, uh, you didn't do that on the show, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, just exactly. Good. Uh, um, uh, so let's, let's get going again. All right. Yeah. All right. Hi and welcome everyone to Serum Rocks. And uh, we're still on the uh, Dynamics Marketing um, uh, series and I still have with me Christian and uh, welcome Christian. Thank you. Thank you again. Glad to be uh, here. Yeah. All right. So uh, we have done the overview and talked a little bit about lead nurturing and last uh, about lead scoring and lead management. So right now we're going to talk a little bit about um, connection and mostly then connection to dynamic CRM. Yeah, that is true. Thank you for the introduction. So um, lead nurturing, lead management, uh, they all um, lead to the fact that we have leads, the expressed interest of an individual or a company in a product and service that has a certain rating, a rating that is so good that we um, want to send this uh, this lead to our sales team for picking up. So we uh, see the Dynamics Marketing offering and the Dynamics CRM offering really um, for two different groups of people in a, in a company. We have the, the marketeer who works in Dynamics Marketing and we have the the, the the sales and and um, service crew teams who work all in Dynamics CRM. So and these two systems, Dynamics Marketing, Dynamics CRM, are um, connected uh, through an integration layer that we have. This is basically the connector is actually a system that we give out that is hosted um, together with Dynamics Marketing. Um, it's very easy. It's it's kind of it, it supports out of the box um, scenarios uh, that we thought of, and we go there in a minute. All right. So um, yeah, <laughs> the minute is already over. I yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not sure right. if there's uh, there's anything else that we should say before. I mean, connections, integrations. It so so the scenario I have before me is that. Okay, I already have a dynamic CRM online. Yeah. Yeah. And I would like to try and uh, try out the dynamics marketing and I would like to connect these two. So yeah, what exactly. do I that, have to that do? That is a very uh, that is a very kind of technical or or yeah. Um, do I have to do anything or is it just That is uh, that, that is very simple. But before we dive into the practical okay. issues um, let me just uh, point this out. We have somewhere demand generation. Demand generation is the activities that that we do in Dynamics Marketing, right? So we start with contacts, but where do we get the contacts from? Right? We have existing we have existing um, contacts, existing customers, right, uh, in our CRM system. So looking at that, we need a common 
basis of data, a common master data level, you could say. Um, this is our contacts and account database that we have in CRM and that we have in Dynamics Marketing. Basically, we make sure that we have a common database between sales and marketing. So that is the that is the goal. And that might be your Dynamics Marketing, uh, a Dynamics CRM online system or your Dynamics CRM on-prem system. So that works for both. And how we get there, we look at that a uh, little in the end, I, I would say. Um, so basically, we run our our marketing management, our multi-chain campaigns, our our uh, data-driven, customer-focused marketing activities. We run them on the contacts, on the accounts that you have in CRM. And if we find new one, we make sure we have our common database again. So this, I was talking about this this base uh, marketing and CRM database of contacts, accounts, or companies, how they are called in in Dynex Marketing. And then we have transactional data. And they are treated uh, uh, very specifically for a use case. The use case is that um, I have a contact who is interested in our system or in our services, in your services that you offer. That contact we want to address with marketing activities. That contact could come from an earlier customer um, interaction that we had. Uh, it could be that we generate that demand with our nurturing campaigns where we send out information on Facebook, on Twitter, through email blasts, and we get people coming back and, and registering themselves for more information. So um, this is the early demand generation that is followed up by the nurturing uh, in our campaign automation. Now, um, when those information, when those processes are running, then we need to start talking about a co collaboration between the sales team and the marketing team. The sales team wants to know exactly about what campaigns are currently running on the Dynamics market by the marketeer. And the campaign is one of the first things I talk about. They are actually sent over to CRM. So campaigns, the header, what this campaign is about, you will see that campaign in, C uh, in, in CRM so the sales force can actually look at the campaigns and see what's going on. Then um, we have email marketing, which is one of the, 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 the channels that we have in Dynamics Marketing. And email marketing campaigns is um, a special concept that we sync over to CRM as well. So basically these, these engines we sync over to CRM, but also the, the result of these Dynamics, Dynamics marketing activities. So when individuals register themselves and a lead is being created, and we heard in the last session about the scoring, and the lead becomes scored higher and higher and becomes sales-ready, then this sales-ready lead and only that lead is synced over to CRM as well. And it's available for pickup. It could be connected into some process flows or uh, automatic assignment uh, processes that are defined in CRM to be assigned to the right sales rep. Now, there's more. In, in the campaign automation, we can create tasks on the Dynamics Marketing side. For example, if we have a campaign, an automated campaign at which the user is invited to register himself to um, a fair 
where we where we invite him to our booth, where he can um, have a meeting with our sales reps, right? Then we want to make sure when the uh, when the individual registers himself on that landing page, that we of course follow up with him. That then a sales rep is assigned to him. A sales rep gets right away a task uh, in order to do this follow up. Right, so we create this, the the task for this follow up, perhaps sending out of material of additional material, sending out of a free ticket, entry ticket to the fair, right, to this um, to this uh, individual after evaluating, of course, right. So this task is synced over to Serum as well and can be assigned there, right. And then we want to have one thing back in Dynamics Marketing. Um, at some point, uh, lead is hopefully converted into an opportunity and the opportunity is won or is lost, right? And, and we want to know about that. Uh, the marketeer wants to know about that. And therefore, the opportunities that um, stem from, from these leads uh, are synced back, are brought back into the marketing world and can be used there as a, as a measurement of the efficiency of uh, the marketing um, processes that we had there. So this... What I described here, this scenario is exactly the scenario we designed the integration for out of the box. Um, yeah, and and the loop back there that can be really good for re-engagement with with the prospects that didn't sort of make it through the sales pipeline. So you don't lose out on the marketing, and you don't lose out on your uh, say let, you don't lose. You don't, uh, um, yeah, the pipeline doesn't leak as much in the marketing pipeline and the sales pipeline doesn't leak as much. Absolutely. And we have another mechanic that, that we support here. Um, uh, with this release, we have a, a special uh, possibility to, uh, to connect lists with each other. So what, what we can do as part of our marketing uh, automation, right, we can um, assign people to certain marketing lists or we can have dynamic lists that um, that build filter on the fact or that contacts are part of some opportunities for example so we have a broad range of, of filtering capabilities and now these lists can be declared to be synced over to CRM, synced between CRM. So we can have on both sides processes that capture individuals that fall out of our sales um, uh, track. For example, if we have lost opportunities in dynamics um, market or we suddenly, an individual says, I don't have interest anymore. Please don't contact me any longer. Um, then we can put him on the, on the, on, even on the CRM side into a list and um, make this in, in, um, information available to the marketeer who can address this individual in a different way. He will respect his decision um, not to contact him more in this marketing activity, but perhaps find other ways to engage again with this individual. So um, that list management is and, and list integration is also a very um, important mechanic. And it has also a good uh, possibility for the for the um, sales um, force to specify their preferred customers. They're, in many situations, sales is doing um, 
uh, a typical sales type of marketing. Right? When you are in contact with a with a con with a customer and and talk with the customer and agree on some future engagements, then um, you have a very clear understanding of the demand and um, of that um, customer, right? So um, that shall be addressed, of course, uh, reflected in the marketing activities you send to him. So for such a situations, um, the sales reps would define specific lists that um, would be used um, accordingly by the campaign automation flow um, to respect the close relationship um, that um, the company already has with those prospects. Yeah, it sounds like it's a really close integration here. That is a lot of data, related data, not just the lead, but sort of related data about that lead. What did he do before? What did he do? Did, did, yeah, and, and settings, like you said, um, settings is a very good, good, good topic actually to continue perhaps. So, um, um, in, every, in, 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 in most situations, right, you have a CRM system, you have your custom fields defined there for, for contacts, for leads. And you want to make sure that they, those custom information are as well reflected uh, in the, uh, on the Dynamics marketing side. And uh, for that, we allow you to actually uh, configure the mapping between CRM and between Dynamics marketing. We have a special designed um, uh, management infrastructure interface in Dynamics Marketing that configures the connector. And part of this configuration is also the, also the mapping between fields. So you can define mapping between fields. You see the existing mappings. Uh, you can even uh, map to, between options and option sets and, and, and options that you have and categories, how we call it in Dynamics Marketing. Um, we have, um, I talked about the, the, the user-defined fields in the previous session briefly. So user-defined fields is a field that's available for you to be used in the context of uh, one of, of the marketing entities we have. And uh, you can enable them by, by giving them a meaningful name and there are several types of, of user-defined fields and all these user-defined fields are available for mapping as well. So um, when you have an extension to the CRM system and you have defined um, custom fields on the, mar on the entities that have corresponding marketing entities, then you can map those custom fields to user-defined fields in Dynamics Marketing and have this information available on both sides. And as well, you can use these user-defined information for scoring and uh, things like that. So this is uh, a very interesting, very powerful mechanic that you have here at your hands. Okay, so is there a sort of handoff or uh, between the marketing and the sales pipeline, or is there a sort of well, we throw this off of over the wall and hope they catch it on the other side? So there is uh, the handoff. It's a const continuous synchronization that is happening here, which is event based, but it is. Uh, possible uh, in CRM to build um, a flow, a workflow that responds to changes that are applied to to um, leads that are created that arrive on the CRM side um, and uh, can be assigned. It is possible to use a special user account um, on the um, CRM side to which uh, these new um, leads are assigned to. And then it's very easy to have an, a rule defined that says when new leads come in for this specific account, 
then we have an assignment rule that assigns them based on some uh, regional information, for example, to uh, a CRM system. That would be a customization you would add to the CRM system as you need. Okay, so... Um one thing we I, we promised, yeah. I promised to talk about, how do you get this? <laughs> when yeah, you have, yeah, sorry. When you yeah. have Dynamics Marketing Online and you have the CRM, uh, the, 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 uh, and the CRM Online It, it sounds like a uh, reasonable scenario, right? Absolutely. So if you have these two systems, so with the uh, current preview and the, the first release, then you will have to request the connector uh, service to be available for you. This is free of charge. You just have to request it. Um, uh, in the, you can do that from the from the Office 365 service portal. There's a service request, so just request it. As soon as you have that available, you will see in the in the settings page for the integration options that now the service is available to you for your own configuration. And then you can go through the configuration and just specify what is my CRM system, um, what is the, the user account that shall be used in the CRM system to, to create those data. Um, now one thing is important about a little bit about the technologies that, that we are using. We are communicating uh, through the uh, through an Azure Service Bus um, uh, that connects these two systems, and um, uh, this um, Azure Service Bus is something that the customer has to provide. But the, um, so basically, uh, the easiest thing is just to add an Azure uh, subscription to the existing Office 365 subscription you have with your Dynamics Marketing and your CRM. Uh, system and then uh, allow um, you need a, um, um, a service bus there you can easily create that interactively and then let the configuration of dynamics marketing just do the rest for you you click on the on the configuration button you have to specify your uh, credentials for the for the service bus and then let uh, dynamics marketing configure the Azure system for you so though that these two systems CRM and dynamics marketing are connected there's one more thing. We have a nice extension um, to CRM that you need. So uh, basically, you will uh, download a solution that we have designed specifically for this integration, and you just load that solution into your Dynamics Marketing system, and with that, you're ready to run. It brings everything you need, this solution. Uh, it, it even brings a security role that you can assign to uh, uh, to an account that, that shall um, accept or take um, take the the information that we send to Dynamics Marketing in order to create leads or create contacts and so on. It's all pre-built for you. Okay, and then do I have to sort of load up all the campaigns that I have already inside Dynamics CRM and all the list, and and that just syncs over to Marketing, so I can move some of the work that I've done already from inside CRM to Dynamics Marketing? So after you have set up the connector the first time, and let's say you don't have an empty system, then you can, you can say, okay, now I want an initial synchronization. You start this once. And when you have done that, you're ready to work in your in your day-by-day -day business. There are more features in there. You see a, you can run a health check on the connect and actually see if the if the integration functionality is all nicely set up. Um, um, there are some more options. You see some red lines and green lines depending on which service is is ready or uh, is ready to run or is working fine. So the the administrator of the of the Dynamics Marketing System has a good tool set to um, 
set up the connector once, check that it's running, do the in- initial synchronization, and then it's it's there for him. Uh, Dynamic CRM is uh, available both on-premise and online and, and partner-hosted. Uh, is there a similar offering on Dynamics Marketing? Uh, Dynamics Marketing is... Uh, is only an online solution, so and that uh, makes it, of course, very easy to 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 configure the system. And it makes a good sense to have this only as an online system. Um, you need to realize that a lot of the channels that we work on the 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 the, the observational web behaviors, this all happens in the web. So if you wanted to build a scalable um, infrastructure for uh, email mass email sending in your on-prem scenario. If you wanted to have a scalable infrastructure for for um, um, tracking information behaviors out there, this is a this is a big IT task that uh, Microsoft can do much better for most customers in the Microsoft data centers. So we have a scalable infrastructure in the um, in in one of the best data centers mm-hmm. in the world you can imagine right in the yeah, microsoft it sounds data reasonable to have right. it online Absolutely. but if i have my dynamic crm on a partner hosted or on premise is it possible for me to connect those two absolutely so if you have a crm on premise solution then you also want to be able to connect so uh when everything is online, we can host all the connector-related uh, pieces in our data centers, right? And you don't have to uh, install anything um, on, uh, on-prem, obviously. But if you have a CM on-premise system, right, then something needs to take the information that come from Dynamics Marketing and push them into your CRM system. And for that purpose, there is the possibility uh, the, um, to install a piece of the connector service on-prem. And um, that works in a way that you basically take the service. We have an MSI that installs the bits on your machine, then you run a couple of commands to make that service running and configure it um, to be able to connect to your on-prem CRM system that happens all on-prem is not... Um, is secure. Nobody is, um, and you don't need to expose your CRM on uh, endpoint to the internet. You, this is all done within your IT infrastructure. And then this service that you have installed on-prem will connect to the uh, queue. And there is a strong authentication um, certificate base between the queue and the uh, connector service. So also that is a um, very secure solution, right? So we deliver a connector solution that is secure and that cannot um, uh, be hacked easily because you don't have your CRM uh, system exposed to the internet. Um, um, yeah, so it sounds like it's possible, definitely. Um, so I think we have gone through uh, most of this lead granularity. You talked a little bit about uh, that. and uh, This was I'll- in... Yeah, my question was um, the leads that uh, go into Dynamics CRM, does it always generate an opportunity or does it end up as a lead inside Dynamics CRM or is it based on the granularity that you have set up previously? So the, we talked about the lead granularity and the lead creation in the previous, uh, in the previous blog post, uh, in the previous podcast. Uh, of course, um, 
the leads that are sent from Dynamics Marketing to CRM, they end up as CRM leads, as leads in CRM, right? So this is, and then from there, a marketing, uh, a sales representative will call him and will develop that lead further into an opportunity. And then that opportunity resides in CRM and is synced over to Dynamics Marketing, right? And the state is, is updated when the lead is, is won or uh, marked as lost, right? Okay, so it sounds like, yeah, it's it's still a lead and from there you take it just as you have always done inside Ex Dynamics CRM. That so is... That is so true. Not so we so generate the demand. We generate uh, uh, leads in the, in in Dynamics Marketing, but uh, the conversion, the final conversion of the highly qualified leads to opportunities, that happens uh, in CRM when you have the connector. Dynamics Marketing uh, on its own um, also um, has the concept of the opportunity, and um, that process would also be possible in Dynamics Marketing. But we really want to emphasize that the marketeer works in Dynamics Marketing and the closure of the deal, that is really um, something that you do, you continue to do in CRM as you've done before. Yeah, opportunities and customers, that's CRM, it's customer relationship management. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. If, uh, I think that's uh, that's a wrap. Have yeah. I missed anything? So I think we had a good walk through all the the integration capabilities. We have more integration capabilities. I have to say there is an SDK and API, but that uh, we will uh, talk about in a later uh, in a later task when it comes about uh, what possibilities have partners and customers to actually extend the uh, Dynamics Marketing system. All right. So thank you, Christian. Thank you very much. And thank you who are listening. And don't forget that you can comment on crmrocks.com. See you next time on CRM Rocks. Okay. Let's, uh... Okay. I, I think.